grandfather Yosef Ben Shmuel Aaron Zichron Livracha, Benjamin and Elise Wall for dedicating all the Shi'urim and Joshua's this month in memory of Moshe Chaim Ben Tzvi Hirsch Zichron Livracha, our week of learning sponsor, Hillary, Hillary Jacobson Kent, in commemoration of the eyesight of her daughter Shifra Bas Hanadina. We hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, all of the Neshamas will have an Aliyah and the families a Nechama. And it was with that, let us begin. We have a really beautiful daf ahead of us. Today's daf is daf Ayin Zayin, 77. And we are picking up on the bottom of Ayin Vav Amad Bey's 76b. So I say, remember again, we left off in the really interesting discussion about Amoni Velo Amonis Mo'avi Velo Ma'avis. Remember again, the Mishnah, topic of the Mishnah is talking about certain converts who are limited in their marriage pool. So amongst the most, so, so the, the paradigmatic example of that, of course, is the Amoni and the, the, uh, the Amoni and Moavi. So the Mishnah said that Amoni and Moavi who go ahead and convert, ultimately again, Asurim the Isurim Isr Olam. They are prohibited from marrying into what we'll call the normal marriage pool. And that prohibition extends forever. That's an Isser Olam. We then, the Mishnah said, however, that the women are permitted. The women are permitted. So we're trying to figure out, we're trying to figure out where exactly do we know that halacha from, that the women are permitted. So the Gemara quoted the story over here of where David Amalekh is going out to war against Goliath. And again, Doeg HaEdomi tries to discredit David by saying that he's not Jewish. That's what that, that was Doig's plan. So the Gemara spoke up, so we left off, we left off, Elameata, uh, right? Good. So we'll say, so six lines are from the bottom, Elameata. So remember again, so Avner, so Avner, Avner said to Doig, remember Doig, Doig said, remember Shal was concerned, which, which son of Yehuda is David descended from? Is he descended from Zerach? Is he descended from Peretz? Right? Oh, Zerach or Peretz? In other words, is he monarchy? Is he going to be Hashivos? The Doeg says, don't you worry about it. Instead of worrying about which son he's descended from, why don't you even try to figure out if he's at all Jewish? To which, again, Avner responds. Avner said, Amoni velo Amonis, Moavi velo Moavis. Of course he's Jewish because the prohibition of Amon and Moav is only upon the men, not upon the women. Well, if that's the case, that you're going to start darshaning like that, why don't you also say the Torah says that lo yovo mamzer bekal Hashem? Maybe it only means mamzer and not the mamzeres. Right? So maybe a female mamzer is totally permitted to come into the assembly, to which the Gemara says, no, no, no. Mamzer ksev mumzar. See, I say, interestingly enough, mamzer, the Gemara understands to mean it's a, it's a descriptive state. Is talking about someone who has an alien blemish, a mumzar. Because mamzer is reflective of the union from which one is produced. Since a mamzer is a result of an illicit union, it would not make sense to make a distinction between men and women. Therefore, Allah said, any mamzer is going to be prohibited. I, the Gemara says, Mitzri, velo Mitzris. So I'm just, okay, fine. What about Mitzri? Right, we have the halach of a ger mitzri. Also, that's the halach of a ger mitzri. That if a mitzri, a mitzri converts for three generations, he is not permitted to marry into the general pool, only from the third generation and on. So why don't we say mitzri velo mitzris? It should only apply to men, not apply to women. To which the Gemara now says shiny halacha demifarish time dekra. You're right. By Amon and Moab, there is a very good reason why the women are permitted, why the women are not limited by the, by the convert, by the, why the women don't have the conversion limitation, because the Torah itself explicitly says what the problem is with Ammon and Moab. What was the problem? The Bazik says, when you're coming out of Egypt, Ammon and Moab did not greet you with bread and water. So it's supposed to say, so that, that's the reason why the Torah prohibits, again, not the conversion of Ammon and Moab. So if somebody from Ammon and Moab, there's no problem to convert. The problem is going to be whom you could marry. So the reason why Ammon and Moab are forever restricted from marrying into the normative, we'll call the normal marriage pool, the general marriage pool, is because they did not greet you on your way out of Egypt with bread and water. So this fundamental lack of chesed, this fundamental lack of just human kindness 
represents such a profound lacking in this nation. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says they can convert, but I don't want them marrying into the general pool. So the Gemara therefore says, the Gemara therefore says, Darko shal ishlakadim, lo darko shal ishlakadim. It would have been, at least biblically speaking, the derech of the man to come out to greet others with bread and water. It would not have been the derech of the woman. Right? At least biblically speaking, it would have been considered to be a breach in sneers, a breach in modesty for the woman to come out and start greeting strangers with bread and water. I says the Gemara, the Noshim Likras Noshim. I don't understand. So why couldn't the men come and offer bread and water to the men and the women offer bread and water to the women and make it simple like that? In other words, that would not have been a breach in Sneas. Ishtik, ultimately, again, Avner was silenced. He didn't have a retort. This was Doeg's retort. Avner didn't have a retort. Miad, Vayom HaMelech, Sho'ata, Ben Miza Elam. So we'll see, interestingly enough, right after this exchange, Vayom HaMelech, Sho'ata, Ben Miza Elam. Who is this? Who is who is this Elam? I will say Elam is another name for a for a lad, for a young man, but it's different than Nar. Says the Gemara. Interestingly enough, interestingly enough, Karli Nar, Hasim Karli Nar, Karli Elam. Why is it beforehand Shal called David a Nar, and here is calling him an Elam? Why the distinction? Hachi Kamarle, Halacham this Alma Mincha. Say Vishal Bebeis Hamedrish. So I will say Shaul was telling Avner, Avner, you, you don't know the halacha, right? The halacha, the halacha has escaped you because remember again, Doeg. See, Avner put forward this idea of Amoni Velo Amonis Moavi Velo Moavis that it only applies to the men, doesn't apply to the women. Again, his logic about that would just follow the progression. What was his limud? His limud was, since the Torah explicitly says the problem with Ammon and Moab is that they're going ahead and what they didn't greet you with bread and water, it would have been the derech of men to come out at the derech of women. Therefore, the men are precluded, the women are not. To which Doig responds, I can't, I don't understand. Why couldn't the men go to the men, the women go to the women? So Avner didn't have an answer. Avner didn't have an answer. At this point, now Shaul tells Avner, you don't have the answer. Go and ask in the base medrash. So we'll say, now watch this. Save Shaul base medrash. Shaul, so Avner went, last line, I will say, I involve him in base. Last line, 76b. Shaul, so Avner goes out to ask, Amrule, Amoni Velo Amonis, Moavi Velo Moavis. So again, I will say, he goes to the base medrash, and in the base medrash, they tell Avner, the drushas, your drusha is correct. Your drusha is correct. The prohibition only applies to the male members of Ammon and Moab, not to the women. Type of Ayin Zayin, Akshilu Doeg Kohani Koshyasa. So Doeg then asked all of his questions in the base measures. Right? So Doeg has all of his questions. Remember what are all the questions of Doeg? Like we just said before, why can't the men go to the men, the women go to the women? Mitzri, Velo Mitzris, all the questions, Ishtiku. Ultimately, again, interestingly enough, Doeg who himself was also an incredible Talmud Chacham, stumped the Beisdin. They didn't have an answer to Doeg's questions. Boy lach ruze alei. So I say, listen to this. So, so Doeg, now that he had stumped everyone, he stumped Avner, he stumped the, right, the members of the base Medrash, he wanted to announce that David Hamel, well, he wasn't David Hamelach yet, that David wasn't Jewish. Now, not really that he wasn't Jewish, but that he was descendant of Ammon and Moab, and therefore, again, really, to a certain degree, illegitimate. In other words, here's what Doeg was, Doeg was bent on. Doeg did not want anyone to see David as an heir apparent to Shaul. He, he wanted to totally delegitimize David. So how do you delegitimize David? Say that he's a descendant of Ammon and Moab, Ammon and Moab aren't really permitted to go ahead and marry into the normal pool. But I will say what this also does is it creates a problem for Yishai, because right? Yishai did marry into the regular pool. It creates a whole familial problem with David. This is what, again, it's not that his Jewishness is in question, because he'll be Jewish, but Lamais, again, genealogically or lineologically tainted. So what happens? The Gemara says, Miad, immediately, Va'amasa. Ben Ish Ushmo Yisra Hayisraeli Asher Baal Avigail Bas Nachash 
listen to this. So now the Navi records another story, right? It says this guy, Amasa, Amasa, right? I'm sorry, Yasser Hayishmaili. This individual again, his name was Yisra Yisraeli Asher Bal Avigail Bas Nachash Achastruya. So the Navi talks about this individual, Yisra Hayishmaili. Rava says, but it also called, I'm sorry, I'm reading it out of order. The first passage of the Gemara quotes, quotes this individual, Yisra Hayisraeli, who ultimately again was married to Avigail. Daughter of Nachash. Again, Nachash, we're going to see that both sides, Yishai. So the Torah, so the Navi is describing over here a man by the name of Yisra, calls him Yisra HaYisraeli, and ultimately again, he was married to Avigail, who was the daughter of Nachash. Now we're going, just I'm giving you a little bit of, of I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Nachash is Yishai, Avigail is Yishai's daughter, and this guy Yisra is Yishai's son-in-law. Okay, hold on to that for just a second. He's identified as Yisra HaYisraeli. In the next Pasuk, he's referred to as Uksiv Yeser HaYishmaeli. So, what's going on over here? Why does it call me Yishmaeli? Amarava, Melamed Shechagar Chargo Kibi Yishmael. Ultimately, it teaches us that he girded a sword, this guy Yeser, just like Yishmael, just like Yishmael, Amar. Whoever doesn't listen to this halacha, I will stab them with my sword. It's compelling. Right? So we'll say, whoever does not stab with what's the halacha? This is the Mesora I have from the basin of Shmuel. Amoni v'lo Amonis, Mo'avi v'lo Mo'avis. So we'll say, this guy, Yeser, who was the son-in-law, of Yishai, the husband of Avigail, the brother-in-law of David, sees what, and who has a great Tamut Chacham in his own right, sees what's unfolding over here. And he understands that Doeg is trying to discredit David. But of course, in the pursuit of discrediting David, who else is he going to discredit? Who else is he going to discredit? An entire Mishpacha. In other words, first of all, this guy, Yasser, he himself also, but Yishai, the whole Mishpacha, the whole Mishpacha. So Yeser decides to take matters, and Yeser was the Talmud Chacham, takes matters into his own hand, picks up his sword, and says, listen guys, let's get this straight. Let's get this straight once and for all. Amoni velo Amonis, Moavi velo Moavis. The prohibition only applies to the men, doesn't apply to the women. To which the Gemara says something very interesting. Umi Mehemen, Nebosei says the Gemara, come on. Is this the way we decide halacha? Right? That people get, right? Listen to this. After all, the Gemara says, Amrabi Abba Amrab. This is fascinating. Kol Tamit Chacham Shemora Halacha. We'll say, if you have a posik, Tamit Chacham Upaskin's Halacha, Uba, Uba, and right? And he comes, right? Uba, Im Kodem Maisa Amra Shomimlo, Vim Lav Ain Shomimlo. So we'll say, this is actually a very interesting halacha. Look at Tap Rashi for just a moment. Im Kodem Maisa, Shebasa Hora Asaliado Amra. It's very interesting. When a Tamut, see, if a Tamut Chacham comes along and advances a halacha that we have never heard before and we're not familiar with, if he advances it, in, if, if, he tells, if he teaches it in advance of a Lamaisa case, then we accept it. But if a Tamut Chacham comes along with a new halacha that we have never heard before, and it's as a new case has come before us, we're concerned that the halacha is not legitimate. In other words, both say, which makes sense. In other words, if somebody comes up with a chiddish, right, and they teach the chiddish, fine, and then the ability to apply the chiddish comes later on, that's fine. But if the case is before us, and now someone comes along with a Chiddush that we never heard before and introduces the Chiddush to apply to this case, the Gemara just says, it seems what? Seems what? Seems a little bit fishy. Seems a little bit fishy. Now, I will say, Tosis quali- qualifies this. If you look at the top, Tosis, in Kodem Maisa Amra Shomen Lo Tosis says, Amra Beno Tam, Tahinu Dafka, Heicha Duhu Atzmo Nogeya Badavar. No, no, no. Tosis says, you have to add another piece. See, I say, what makes this whole thing a little bit fishy, what makes this whole thing a little bit strange, is that Yasser, the one who's threatening to kill everyone, right, if they don't accept the halacha, is also himself what? Impacted by the halacha. 
they both say that 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 says the Gemara was a little bit strange over here. In other words, you've got Yeser coming along and saying the halacha is Amoni v'lo Amonis Mar v'lo Moabis. Okay, it's a little bit. You're, you're the son-in-law of Yishai, who is the descendant of Rus. David Amalek is the one who's trying to be discredited over here. So again, the Gemara says that's not really how we how we decide halacha. To which the Gemara says shiny halacha to Shmuel based in Okayim. They both say here's the difference. Everyone is attributing this halacha to who? To who? Shmuel and his Beisdin. Shmuel Hanavi is still alive. His Beisdin is still intact. So as such, Yeser is not deciding halacha. What Yeser is doing is Yeser is giving everyone a mara makom, saying, Hebra, Hebra, this halacha has already been decided. And who was it decided by? It was decided by Shmuel and his Beisdin. Says the Yimar, we'll say, really incredible. We'll say, I will just point out, by the way, something very interesting, that actually the Malbim comments in Megillas Rus, in Megillas Rus, when Boaz says to Rus that he'll marry her, but remember again, he says to her, there's a closer relative, right? So I don't have the first right, there's a closer relative. So the Pasuk says, Uboaz Allah Hasha'ar. Boaz went up to the gate. He went up to the gate. Malpin points out that the gate of the city is traditionally where the basin of the city would, 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 would sit, where they would adjudicate their cases. So amazingly enough, the Malbin points out that Boaz was going to the basin so that they should put on the books the halacha of Amoni Velo Amonis, Moavi Velo Moavis. This was the Masora already. Already Boaz knew it, but it was never codified. And he felt that basin had to codify this now in order to allow Rus to marry. I, but doesn't he have a vested interest? That's why he was doing it now, because right now he was not going to be the one who was going to marry Rus. Right? Remember again, there was a closer relative. So I will say, interestingly enough, even before Shmuel Hanavi, already the basin at the times of Boaz had already established this as halacha. It must have been that it was, I don't know, forgotten, became a little bit fuzzy. Shmuel, re, no, I'll call it, revitalized this halacha. So therefore, again, I will say, this halacha really has its temple from the basin of Shmuel. Incredible. Mikomakom kasha, to which the Gemara says still, I will say, but we're back to, but what about Doeg's question? What was Doeg's question? Why can't the, why can't the women go out to serve the women and the men go out to serve the men. In other words, they're both like, the whole, the whole Yisod over here is the reason we're seeing that the women from Ammon and Moab are permitted to convert and marry into the pool immediately was why. Because the Torah says the reason Ammon and Moab can't join the general pool is Asher lo kidmu They didn't come out to greet you with bread and water. Okay, so the Gemara says, because it wouldn't have been Sanua for the women to come out. Asks Doeg, why can't the men go to the men and the women go to the women? So that's a kasha. To which the Gemara says, "Hachatargimu, hachatargimu, kol kvod vasamelech penima." I will say. So we quote the pasuk. We quote the pasuk from from Tehillim, "Kol kvod vasamelech penima." Literally, all the honor of the daughter of the king is inside. The idea being, I will say, the Gemara is reflecting a biblical norm of modesty that would have been the modesty at the time of this episode. The women wouldn't have come out. We'll say that that was just that, that was just the mitzvah. It wouldn't even for the women to come out to the women. It wouldn't have been that the women would have come out to do anything for a foreign nation. And therefore, again, the women are not limited by the conversion restriction. Incredible. So it says the Gemara b'ma'arava Amri Neretz Yisrael. They said v'itim Rabbi Yitzchak Amrikra v'yomer elav ayes sare ishtecha. So we'll say to quote this biblical norm of the woman remaining inside of the house. The Malachim asked Avram Avinu, where is Sari, your wife? And remember again, Abba said, what, what does Avram Avinu answer? Hine ba'ohel, she's in the tent. So Abba say, all the Gemara is doing over here is reflecting a level of biblical modesty. Obviously, again, Abba say, you know, it's interesting. In general, Tznias is always a fascinating discussion because Tzanua behavior is absolutely not dictated by but influenced by societal norms, which is always fascinating. So here again, the Gemara is saying a societal norm would have been that a woman would have remained inside of the house. So where Sarah, Sarah's in the Ohel. The Jewish women are not coming out, even to serve other women bread and water. Ketanoi, Ketanoi, so that the pasuk is amoni v'lo amonis mo'avi v'lo ma'avis only applies to the men. 
not the women. These words are Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Why can't Ammon and Moab convert? Because they did not come out to greet you with bread and water. Darko shall ish lekadem, fellow darko shall isha. It is the derech of a man, but not the derech of a woman to come out and greet with bread. And I will say, I want to point out when the Gemara says kitanai, it's machlokes tanaim. The machlokesam is not on the not on the conclusion, right? Everyone is agreeing at this point in time that halacha lamaisa, the conversion limitation for Ammon and Moab is only on the men, not on the women. The machlokis over here is the why. One, Rabbi Huda has just a straight, a straight drasha. Amoni v'lo Amonis, Moabi v'lo Moabis. Rabbi Shimon has more like a time of dekra, right? He's darshaning the reason. But all agreeing that the restriction only applies to men, not to women. And I will say just one more time, what is the restriction? Remember again, it's very important. Men from Amon and Moab can convert. They could convert. What's the restriction? The restriction is who they can marry. They are forever limited, ultimately, again, to the marriage pool of other converts. That's what they're forever, as opposed to a woman from Ammon and Moab who converts. She herself, when she's a convert, ultimately, again, will be limited in that capacity. But Lemaisa, again, there's no further restriction after her. Let's go ahead. We're not finished this yet. It was a beautiful pasuk. Darash Rava. This is so beautiful. My What's the meaning of the pasuk? Pitach Lemosei Rai. So I will say again the pasuk from Tehillim where David Amalek says, "Ana Hashem ki ani avdecha, ani avdecha ben Amosecha." Pitach Lemosei Rai. Please Hashem, I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maid servant. Pitach Lemosei. You have unlocked, unlocked my chains. So it says, isn't that beautiful this is? Two, two chains that were upon me, you opened up. What were the two chains? Rus HaMoavia, who was David's grandmother, David's grandmother, and Naamo HaAmonis, who was Shlomo's wife, who was Shlomo's wife, who was the mother of Rechavam, who was Shlomo's son, and the king after, the okay. king after Shlomo. So I will say, listen to how beautiful this is. So David HaMelech says, Pitach you've opened my chains. Because again, there was always a shadow of doubt about my grandmother, a shadow of doubt about my mother-in-law. But Baruch Hashem, you've opened my chains. People now see the light, they see the drasha. Amoni v'lo Amonis, Mo'avi v'lo Mo'avis. So beautiful. Darash Rava. My dixir, isn't how beautiful this is. What's the meaning of the Pasek in Tehillim? Meaning of the Pasek in Tehillim. When David HaMelech says, Rabos Asiso, Atu Hashem, Atu Hashem Elokai, Nifla Osecha, Umach Shevosecha, Eleinu. So isn't how beautiful this is. So many things, Hashem, Rabos Asiso, Hashem, Hashem, you have done so many things. Your wondrous acts, your incredible thoughts, are directed towards us. So it doesn't say to me, doesn't say to me, rather, what does it say to us? Who's the us? I both said, listen to this. This is so beautiful. Malamid. David. We will say the imagery is Rechavam, who's David HaMelech's grandson. David HaMelech's grandson. So Rechavam is sitting in the lap of David, right? David is holding his little baby grandson. So David HaMelech says to his grandson, For you and for me, these two psukim were said. Otherwise, they will say, David Amal holding his grandson, remember his grandson Rechavam, Rechavam the son of Shlomo and Naamoha Amonis. So David Amal holds his grandson, he says, you know, you and I, you and I, for the two of us, the Drashav, Amoni Velo Amonis, Mo'avi Velo Mo'avis, right? Ultimately, look, Rabos, Asi, Suata, Hashem, Alokainif, Losecha, Machshvo, Secha, Eleinu. So David Amalek cradling his little baby grandson and saying, ultimately, these psukim have saved us. Have saved us. I'll say, what a, what a beautiful, beautiful, what a beautiful idea. I'll say, I'll tell you something interesting about this. 
Oh, oh, actually, let's let's go back. If we have time, I'll come back to this because I think there's also a very, a very profound yisod embedded in this gemara. But let's go first a little bit wider. So darash rava, my dichsev, my dichsev, hine basi b'megilas sefer kasuvalai. So we'll say, what's the meaning of the pasuk in Tehillim? Where David Amalek says, Azamarti, then I said, hine basi b'megilas sefer kasuvalai. I have found myself. Or I've come literally again in Megillah Sefer in the scroll of the book that is written about me. Okay, so we'll say what, what's what's the pshat? First, I'll look at Rashi for just the moment. Ani Amarti, it's right across from Tosos Kitanai. Ani Amarti, b'sha'ashenim shachti atabasi ligdula umikarov paskili gedula zu v'lo yadati she miyamai she mi me'avraham nichtava alad Megillah Sefer. So let's listen to this. The Megillah understands as follows: David Melach thought that his rise to prominence came with his coronation. That when he was coronated as king, that represented his rise to prominence. Little did he know that he was already alluded to, Darnach was alluded to, or already referenced during the times of Avram Avinu. What does that refer to? So the Gemara says, Amar David, Ani Amarti Atabasi, David said, I only thought that my rise to prominence was when I was coronated. Little did I know that I was already mentioned during the times of Avram Avinu. We'll say why, because what does it say about Avram Avinu? It's very interesting. The Pasek that the Gemara is quoting by Hanim Tzaos, interestingly enough, is in Bereshis where the Malachim come to stone to save Lot. So they come to stone, they come to stone to save Lot. They tell Lot they're going to destroy the city. They tell Lot, gather your family. Now remember again, Lot has four daughters. Two of them are married, two of them are single living in the home. Lot tries to get his married daughters to come with, but his sons-in-law did not believe anything that Lot was saying. So what does the Pazik say? They say to Lot, kum ka kum, kachis ishtecha, Take your two daughters who are found with you in the house. So what's the Lashon's Nimsaos? What does it say by David HaMelech in Tehillim? Matsasi David Avdi. I found my servant David. I both say it's the same word. Hanimsaos Matsasi. Matza. Matza. I both say who is David HaMelech descended from? Who is he descended from? He's descended from the daughter of Lot, right? The oldest daughter of Lot, who gave birth to the nation of Moab, Me'av, right? Me'av. So I'll say, so David HaMelech says, I realize that my birth, my existence is alluded to already in Sefer Bereshis. So profound, I'll say, so incredibly profound. Amra Ula, Amra Ula. I'll say, I'll just say something very interesting, just as an aside. It is fascinating to see that monarchy, Jewish monarchy, is descended from interesting sources, right? They both say generally like monarchy, you know, prides itself on a, on a pedigree, pure bloodlines. If you think about our monarchy, both say where does our monarchy descend from? So first of all, where does monarchy originate from? Or with who? Right, Yehuda, right? But it's Yehuda and who? Yehuda and Tamar, right? That's an interesting story, right? In other words, right? So we have the whole episode of Yehuda and Tamar, right? How, right? How Tamar conceives because her father-in-law thinks that she's in Harlot. She has two sons, right? Zarach and Peretz, right? And Peretz is the father of the monarchy. Then you have the whole story with Rus, right? And again, you see, so again, Rus being a Moabite convert. So you have converts, right? You have a woman disguised as a harlot. So I will say, why does monarchy originate from these things? So the Maral, the Maral says something very beautiful. The Maral posits that all of this is done to keep the monarchy humble. That I will say that halacha should the monarch ever get too carried away with himself, what do we do? We say, hey monarch, melech, take it down a notch, open up a safe abracious, right? Let's see we the altar Bob and Zayda, right? And how they met. Right, let's, let, let's go through that story a little bit, right? So the idea, I will say, it's so profound that the monarch who is someone who is most prone to gaiva is we keep his ego in check by ultimately highlighting the, 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 the interesting sources of his lineage that just keeps, it just keeps the ego in check. Fascinating you sold. So I will say, back to some of these halochas. Fascinating halochas over here. Bas ger amoni, So I will say, listen to this case. This is the daughter 
of an of a ger amoni. So we'll say so. Which I have over here is you have a, look at Rashi. Basker amoni kasaka daitcha amoni shneskaira ishto imo v'horasa v'leidasa biktushas biktusha. So we'll say here's what we're assuming this case is right now. You have a man and a woman from Ammon who convert, and they have a child. They have a daughter. So Ula says in Rabbi Yochanan that daughter is k'sher lekuna, right? That daughter is k'sher lekuna. So because we'll say the pashtos. Right, so again, mother and father are both Ammonite Gerim. Convert, have a child, the daughter is totally kosher. Amar le Rava, Amar le Rava bar Ula Ula, Kiman, who is this opinion reflect? Ikra Yehuda, Ha Amar Basker Zachar, Kibas Chala Zachar, Kibas Chala Zachar. So we'll say, so if it's like Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda says that the daughter of a Ger, right, the girl whose father is a Ger, is no different than the daughter of a chalal, if her father is a chalal. And just like the chalalos passes down to the daughter, so too the ger identity passes down to the daughter as well, and therefore she'd be precluded from marrying a coin. Vik Rabiosi, Pshita. And if it's Rabiosi, that's obvious why. Ha Amar Af Ger Shenises Giores, Bito Ksher Lekauna. Because what Rabiosi holds, that when a ger marries a Giores, their daughter is permitted to marry the Kuna, into the Kuna. So I say, maybe you say, when does Rabbi Yossi say that if a, if a ger marries a gioras, that their daughter is permitted to the kuna? That's not what kind of gerim, the kind of gerim that are permitted to marry into the general assembly. But Lamaisi, here you're talking about an Ammoni and an Ammonis. And the Ammoni father is not permitted to marry into the general assembly. So perhaps halacha Lamaisa. Their daughter is not permitted to marry a Kohen, to which the Gemara says, So we'll say, first white line on the bottom. We'll learn from the case of a Kohen Gadol who marries an Almona. Look at Rash for just a moment. So, first of all, listen to this. Theora wants to suggest as follows. Maybe Rabiosi, now Rabiosi is of the position that generally when you have a ger who marries a gioras, right, they both converted, both converted, now they have a child, that child is more to the kahuna. Theora is suggesting maybe that's only in the case of gerim who are permitted to marry to the general marriage pool. But in the case of an Ammoni and an Ammonis, who themselves are restricted, at least the Ammoni is restricted, perhaps their offspring should be restricted as well. Now, where would we say that? Where would we find that from? From the case of a coin Gadol who marries an Ammona. They both say, now watch this. Now remember, when a coin Gadol marries an Ammona, what's the status of that offspring? Since they're not permitted to go out and marry each other, the offspring, the girl would be a Chalala, and she would be permitted to marry another coin. So which thing says, that's not fair. Here's the difference, right? That's an illegal marriage. That's legal marriage. When an Ammoni marries an Ammonis, legal or illegal? Totally legal. Right? So Rabbi says, that's not a raya. To which the Gemara says, Chalol Yochiach. So Rabbi says, what about the case of a Chalol? That, that, case, that case should go ahead and prove. Rabbi says, why? Because a Chalol, for example, let's say you have a man who is a Chalol. He is permitted to marry a Yisraelis, right? That is a permitted marriage. But yet, Halacha if they have a daughter, if they have a daughter, the chalolos of the father passes down to the daughter. So you could have the case of a legal marriage where somehow the genealogical flaw of a parent is passed down to the child. To which the Gemara says, that's not fair because mala, sorry, that's not, that's not a good comparison. Chalol is someone who is created through a Maisa That's different than the case of Ammoni and Ammonis. To which the Gemara says, Koin Gadol Yochiach, the Chazra Din, Lori Izekiri Izeh, Velori Izekiri Izeh. So we'll say, so therefore the cases really aren't comparable. But there is a Tzad HaShaveh. What's the Tzad HaShaveh? What's the Kham Denominator? She'eno Barov Kal. I will say that this is very interesting. These individuals are not like the majority of people. Or as well say, what does that mean? That ultimately, again, Halach HaLamaisa, these individuals, are different, right? They're, 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 look at Rashi. 
אינן כשאר רוב ישראל, שרי יש בכולן צד פגום. כהן גודל ביעשו באווירה, ראית חלו יצירה סו באווירה. אמוני אין רוי לבוא בקל. בואו עושה סו אגן. In all of these cases, you have a situation that is not like the majority of people, namely, that Allah Chalamaisa, the case of the Kohen Gadol, with the Ammonas and Avera, the Chalal ultimately has a genealogical blemish, and therefore, again, I would say that this is comparable to an Ammoni and Ammonis, because there, or at least an Ammoni, he's not permitted to marry into the General Assembly, to which the Gemara says, Ha'atzad ha'shev 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 so we'll say that's the principle. The principle is, if you are unlike the majority of Klal Yisrael, then ultimately, again, the child, the daughter that you have, will be prohibited from marrying a Kohen. Okay? There's an easier it's Kamdin Amir. Kamdin Amir between Chalal and Kohen Gadol is what? There's a Maisa Avera involved, right? A Chalal is formed as a result of a prohibited union. And the Kohen Gadol with an Amana is Avisin Eser Da'araisa, to which the Gemara says, Dilma Vada Ba Amoni Shnasa Basi Yisrael Ka'amrit. We'll say maybe the case where we're talking about an Amoni who married a Basi Yisrael. And what do we say? Af Agav Debi Asa Ba Avera Bito Ksheira. Right, we'll say watch this. Now we're switching gears a little bit. Maybe the case we need to be focused on is a case of an Amoni, right? Male, right? Male, obviously a male Amoni convert who marries a Jewish woman. That is Osir. That is Osir, right? Because the Amoni is not permitted to marry into the General Assembly. But ultimately, again, maybe we'll say as follows. Even though the Bia is prohibited, the daughter should be permitted. Was well, fascinating, right? The daughter should be permitted. So the Gemara says, Amalei, in. Ultimately, again, I think that should be true. In Tehi Asr Rabban Rabbi Yochanan, Bas Ger Amoni, Ubas Mitzri, Ubas Mitzri Sheni, the daughter of a Ger Amoni, and the daughter of a Mitzri Sheni, Rabbi Yochanan Mukshera, Rabbi Yochanan says they're kosher. Reish Lakish Amar Pasal. Reish Lakish says they're Pasal. Reish Lakish Amar Pasula. Why does Reish Lakish say that they're Pasal? The Yalifla Mi Koin Gadol Ba'amana. Interestingly enough, he learns it out from the case of Koin Gadol and Almana. Rabbi Yochanan Rakshir, Rabbi Yochanan says, Kasher, why? We'll say, Amadeis, Amadeis. The Tani Rabbi Zakai came to Rabbi Yochanan, Ki im besula me'amav yikach isha. And we'll say, because the Pasuk says, but the Pasuk says, Amana Ugrusha v'chalala zona es ele lo yikach, talking about all the people that a coin is not permitted to go ahead and marry. Right? I'm sorry, the coin God is not permitted to marry. Amana Ugrusha v'chalala zona es ele lo yikach, Ki im besula May Amov. He must take a Besula May Amov. So the Gemara says, what does that teach us? Lahavi Giores Mikana Shehik Sher Lakuna. The Bible says, this teaches us the case fascinating, what we call the Giores Mikana. Look at Rashi for just a moment. The Tani Rabbi Zakai, Lomar, Kilomar, Mehai Klala Shamina Leil Rabbi Yochran de Machshir. The Bible says, what's the case of Giores Mikana? Listen to this. We'll say, listen to this. The word me'amav teaches us that if a girl comes, as long as a girl comes from a completely Jewish family, she is permitted to go ahead and marry the Kohen Gadol, even if what? Even if what? Even if both of her parents were converts. So if she came, let's say, from an Ammoni, is incredible, from an Ammoni and an Ammonis who married each other, that daughter would be Kshera Likuhuna, as opposed to a case of an Ammoni who married a Yisraelis, I will say, right, that marriage is illegal, and therefore the daughter would not be permitted to go ahead and marry a Kohen Gadol. So Va'amrali, Va'amrali, I said, Ani Shona, Amav me Amav, Lahavi Bisula Habaa mi Beis Amamin. Ultimately, the Bible says, I learned this, Allah to teach me, that Allah Chalamaisa, a coin is permitted to marry a Bisula, even if she comes from Beis Amamin. Va'at Amrit Gyores Mikana Bisula. The Bible says, here's what's interesting. What the Gemara is debating over here is the following situation. Mikana, by the way, the notion of Kana literally means from the nest. This is referring to two parents who convert from the same nation. What about two parents who convert from different nations? Well, they're both converts. They're both converts. But let's say, again, a man from Ammon marries a woman from Moab. 
Right? In that kind of case, what, that, that's the case ultimately of me base Amamin. So the Imran now is debating this. Are you telling me that it's only if both parents are Mikana Achos, if both parents are converted from the same nation, that the daughter is permitted to marry Kohen Gadol? What if the parents are from two nations? They're both converts, but they are both Jewish. So the daughter was born to Jewish parents. Shouldn't that work? My Shnei Amamin. I'll say, what's the case of Shnei Amamin? Ilema Amoni Shenosa Amonis. If it's the case of an Ammoni who married an Ammonis, umai shnei amamin discharim asurim unikevos mutaros hanugiras mekana. So maybe a station amamin means like this: a man from Ammon and a woman from Ammon. But why is that called two nations? Because a man from Ammon is forever restricted; a woman is not. Right? Ultimately, again, but maybe halacha la'maisa. That, but that can't be because that's called giras mekana. I will say that's where it comes from the same nest. Ella ba'amoni shenasa basisral. Rather, Rabbi said the case of Shnei Amamin must be the case of an Amoni who marries a basisral. And the Gemara is suggesting that perhaps again, the Amri, others say, ani shone amav me amav. When we learn about say amav me amav, what does that teach us? Lahavi besula haba'a mishnei Amamin. Can teach you that Kohen Gadol is even permitted to marry besula if she comes from two nations? And even from one nation that has two nations in it. Also, as an example of one nation that has two nations in it, this would be again Amon and Moab, where there's a distinction between men and women. But you only say maybe it only applies to a Gioras whose parents are both from the same nation. According to this approach, from where would you know that the daughter of a Mitzri Shani? Because remember, again, we're, doing a, we're mixing a lot of things. Mitzrim, what's really Mitzrim? What's, what's, the, what's the status of Mitzri, of Mitzri converts? First generation, second generation must stay within the pool of converts. Mitzri Shlishi is permitted to marry to the general pool. So the Mitzri Shlishi is permitted to marry to the general pool. The daughter of a Mitzri Shani who herself is a shlishi, is permitted to the kahuna. Maybe you'll see we learn that from the case of an Ammoni who marries a Bas Yisrael. We'll see if, a, if an Ammoni marries a Bas Yisrael, ultimately, again, the daughters are permitted. And I will say, by the way, that statement that the daughters are permitted, I just want to point out, that was a statement of Ula in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Right, that, that's Rabbi Yochanan's statement, which the Gemara is operating. Whether or not that statement is true, we're going to, well, I should say whether or not it's accepted halacha l'maisa, we're going to have to see. To which the Gemara says, Mitzri Sheni Shnasa Mitzri Shniya Yochiyach. I will say, what about the case of a Mitzri Sheni who marries a Mitzri Shniya? That that'll ultimately prove this point. To which the Gemara says, Ma, um, I'm sorry, uh, Ma, Yochiyach. I'm sorry. First wide line. We'll say it's not a fair comparison because when a Mitzvishani marries a Mitzvishniya, that be is totally permitted. So we'll say an Amoni who marries a Bas Yisrael, that'll prove the point. And again, as much as we keep trying to make comparisons between these cases, the comparisons don't work. Amrav Yosef. This is why Yosef says, this is why ultimately, again, when we heard the drasha of Mava Amav, Rabbi Yehuda says, I'm not sure what the drasha is coming to convey to us. Now watch this, watch this. Just to be clear, this entire discussion is all anchored in the statement of Ula named Rabbi Yochanan, where Rabbi Yochanan said that if an Ammoni marries a Bas Yisrael, which is an illegal marriage, if they have a daughter, that daughter is Kshera Lekuhuna. So we'll say that sparked a whole discussion. That's what all of this is. So now watch this, watch this. Isha Ammonis Kshera. All right, I was saying, Isha Amonis is Kshera. I was saying, now that, that doesn't seem so, right? What was it? Pashas, wasn't Isha Amonis? A female convert. A female convert from, from Amon. Bina me Amoni Pasal. But I was saying, if a woman, right, if, if you have a female convert, and I will just call it an Amonis, an Amonis 
marries an Ammoni and they have a son, that son is Pasal, right? That son has the status of a, an Ammoni convert. Ultimately, and when we say Pasal, Pasal means Dr. Bosai, he's limited in his marriage pool. Ubita mi Ammoni Kshira. But if they have a daughter, their daughter will be kosher. When is this so? This is when it's an Ammoni, an Ammonis who converted. But if she has a daughter from an Ammoni, she's possible. Okay. Skimar says, Amrle, poke Tani Libra. He said to him, take that price out of the base Madrash. Which, which again is Tamunic lingo for saying that doesn't make any sense. So let's go through this price. When you said an Isha Ammonis is Kshera, that makes sense. Why? Ammoni Vala Ammonis. So I'll say, let's go through this one by one. Right? A, a, an Ammonite woman converts. Ammonite woman converts. What's her status? What's her status? Right? I'll say, now, what her status is, she's a Gioras. Right? So whatever limitations the Gioras has, she has. I'll say, but, but again, but Lamaisa, Lamaisa, her limitation on the marriage pool is the same limitation as any Gioras. Any Gioras. But ultimately, again, she's not limited like a male convert. Okay, so the Gemara says, Now, that's case number one. Case number two, an Ammonis marries an Ammoni. They have a son. What's the status of their son? What's the status of their son? He's also considered to be a male Ammonite convert, which means he's possible. We'll say when we say possible, that means is that Lamaisa again, he's limited in his marriage pool as well. Now watch this. Ubita me Ammonic Shera. But if if Ammonis marries Ammoni and they have a daughter, their daughter is kosher. Their daughter is kosher. So well, let's analyze this. Lamai. If you say that she's kosher and that she's permitted to marry into the general marriage pool, that makes perfect sense. Hashta imak shera himi bai. We'll say, of course she's shared to marry into the minimum marriage pool. Why? Because if her mother is kasher, certainly the daughter is kasher. Ella lekuhuna. Wow. Rather, we'll say what it means when it says kshera means this girl is permitted to marry into the kahuna. So the Gemara when is this? So we'll say what this is saying. Yes, we'll say. So just to get down the three cases, right? Really, it's four cases. Let's keep all four cases. Number case number one, right? Male, right? Male amoni converts. Status, status, apostle, right? Case step number two. Female converts, female Ammonis converts. Status, we'll call her kosher, right? Step number three, they get married, Mazatov. Step number four, they have a son. Status of the son, apostle. Step number five, they have a daughter. Status, kosher. You both say, it's that last piece that we're focused on. Kosher for what? Kosher for what? If you say that it means kosher, that she can marry to the normal marriage pool, that's obvious. Her mother is already kosher. Now, again, her mother can't marry to the marriage pool because her mother is a gioras. But her mother is kosher. If the mother is kosher, so the daughter is kosher. So rather, we'll say, Muslim, when it says that it's kosher to marry to the normal, that a kosher, when it says that the daughter is kosher, it must seem that what? Kahuna. So we'll say, even though this girl, both of her parents are converts, she is going to be permitted to marry into the kahuna. So when is this so? Ba'amoni, va'amonis, shenis kairu. This is when her parents, Amoni and Moabi, they, they converted before they had her. Avabita me'amoni, Psula. But I will say, if an Ammonite man fathers a child with the Yisraelis, that girl is going to be Psula. To which the Gemara says, My Bita me Ammoni. What does it mean, her daughter from an Ammoni? Right? If you say that it's a man and woman, both Ammonites who converted, that's the case of what we call Bosai Gioras Mikano, which we spoke about earlier. Uh, which we learn from Me'amov, Ella Amoni Shinasa Bas Yisrael. Rather, it must be talking about a case of an Amoni who married a Bas Yisrael, and nevertheless, their daughter, even though that marriage is illegal, their daughter will be permitted ultimately again to marry a coin. Amarle Puk Tani Libra. That's when he was told, get that Brisa out of the base Medrash, because that Brisa is not correct. So, Rabosai, so it, it's Rabosai, so just to point out, it's really a full circle, because remember, this discussion started with Ula Kor Rabbi Yochanan, Ula Senin Rabbi Yochanan, Bas Ger Amoni Kshir Lakuna. That if you have an Amoni who marries a Bas Yisra, which is an illegal marriage, but they have a daughter, that daughter is Asru Lakuna. Rabosai, it's that statement that sparked this entire conversation. 
Interestingly enough, the Gemara seems to reject that statement. Now, we'll say, how do we pass Kna So, I'll tell you something amazing. This is in the Ramam Hilchos Isure Bia, Perak Yutes Listen to this. Geramoni Shinasa Bas Here's the case. If you have a Geramoni married a Jewish woman, the Chemitri Shini Shinasa Bas Yisrael, leave it out. Afapi Shabi Asam Ba'avera, even though the Bia is Asr, the Bia is Asr. Vahare Nishosehem Zonos. And I will say, when a Jewish woman has relations with an Am, right, and a Ger Amoni, she becomes a Zona. Because Halachic Zona, because most remember, what's the definition of a Zona? A Zona, a Zona is, is whenever a woman has relations with a man with whom she cannot have Kiddushin, she becomes a Zona. So remember again, this is an illegal marriage, a Ger Amoni marrying a Jewish woman, right? Why is that an illegal marriage? Why? 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 Because a Gera Moni is forever relegated to the marriage pool of Gerim or Avadim Meshuchrarim. That's where he's permitted to dwell. If he marries a Jewish woman, that is prohibited. Nevertheless, says the Rambam, Benoseihem, Kesheros, Kelkahuna, Lechatchila. I will say, absolutely incredible. Nevertheless, their daughters, right? Their daughter is Kshera. Now, what's the logic? What's the logic? We'll say the logic is quite simple. What we begin to see is that the status of Amoni is only by the men and not by the women. It all goes back to the same drush of Amoni velo Amonis, Moavi velo Moaves. Therefore, we'll say, interestingly enough, the father's Amoni status is not passed down to his daughter. Because it's not passed down to his daughter to a certain degree, this daughter's yichus is really fully from who? From her Yisraelis mother. And therefore, halacha lamaisa, yeah, she's totally ksheira lakuna. I will say that's how he passed like Rabbi Yochanan. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. I will say, good, let's go back to Let's go ahead, just for the minute that we have left. Says the Gemara. So, the mitzri ve'adomi enan asurin. So, remember again, back in the Mishnah, back in the Mishnah, we wanted to say like this. Mitzri and Adomi, right, it was next category, are only limited for the first three generations. After generi- after ge- right in generation three, they're permitted to marry into the normal pool. So the Gemara says that applies to both men and women. Remember, again, comes along Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon says, no, the women should be permitted immediately. What was his logic? Was it right? What was his logic? His logic was, you know what, we'll stop over here for today. We'll pick up at Meretz Hashem at the two dots tomorrow. Shkoyach.